Welcome to the Life Church. We are so excited that you've tuned into our program to listen to a wonderful message. On behalf of Pastor Walt Landers, our senior pastor, we just want to say thank you. Our mission here at the Life Church is to connect people with God's purpose. If you don't already have a church home, we want to invite you to join us at 3301 TLC Way. Now let's prepare our hearts to receive a word from God through this morning's message. As uh, as we pick up today in in the uh, the series, um, I, again, I just want to I want to remind you we tracked. I think it went all the way back to freedom in Christ, spirit filled life that Pastor Roland taught, and then I kicked it off in in the first identity message, which is about. Turning, looking to the creator, looking to the one that formed us, that created us, and then formed us. Remember, we were a spirit. God is a spirit. Those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In the beginning, in Genesis chapter 1, we were a spirit being. And from a spirit, uh, uh, spirit speaking being, <laughs> you, you, you get a little deeper in that. Then he says he breathed into us, forming us out of the dust of the ground. He formed an earth suit, and he breathed that life into us, and we now took on a form, and so we went from just the, the spirit being to possessing a soul, a mind, will, and emotions, and we now took on an earth suit. And that's all before the fall, folks. So that's, but we were clothed in his glory. Now we lost that, and there was a major... Uh, disconnect that happened you know it, it it the lord said the day you eat of this fruit if you if you disobey me in this and you 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 violate this in this sin and you take of this fruit from this tree that belongs to me you know there's certain things that just belong to god yeah leave that alone amen and if you do that he says you'll surely die the wages of sin is death now, did they cease to exist? No. They went on living. But what happened? Their spirit, it didn't, it didn't die because Old Testament still talks about how the spirit of man is a candle of the Lord. It's still on the inside. But it regressed to a place where it had no function in the place of, of really the spirit life, the spirit-filled life. So, so now it, it, is, it is disconnected, separated from God. So now God's operation is from the outward. And you'll see the, Spirit, the Holy Spirit would come upon people and they would do things under anointing, but it wasn't from within. It wasn't until you fast forward to Jesus when at the cross there was blood that was shed once and for all. Bam, he did it, settled, done. Aren't you glad we didn't have to bring some sheep or goat or something to church to sacrifice? I am. <laughs> you know, I mean... The Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, did it once and for all, forever settled. Boom, done. Isn't that good? But there wasn't in there. I know it was the final word for forgiveness, but folks, there's something beyond that. And when you look at what happened through the death, the burial, and the resurrection, oh, there's some more stuff there. And we need to understand that because there is a resurrection life in power that God wants us to walk and move into where it is Christ incarnate, where we receive the Holy Spirit from within. Our spirit man is born again, and now our spirit has come alive, and we begin to move back into this place of spirit-filled life and walking in the spirit and living in the spirit where it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. If you are a believer, Christ is in you. 
So, so what's the problem? Look at your neighbor and say, what's the problem? Come on. Lighten up a little bit. We're going we're to have to loosen up here. What's the problem? Because see, I, 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 how many, it's like, how come Christians don't look like Christians all the time? I mean, that's an amazing truth that Pastor Daniel shared last week, which is, again, when you look at how God views things, God sees things prophetically and from a, from a, a place of already accomplished, already finished, already done, but how come many times our reality doesn't match what he's already done? Come on. He says, we have the mind of Christ. How many of you are going, nah, not this mind. Come on, be honest. Don't look at me all religious-y. I pray God expose you. No. <laughs> come on, let's all just get real. How come our reality so many times doesn't look like Jesus? Well, sometimes it's in an identity, in it, but it's a brokenness that's within the soul that we've never dealt with, and we're going to venture off into that. But in this, because what happens? We start identifying with the wrong stuff. We came in uh, from uh, being gone, and, and uh, so we arrived yesterday afternoon, and Eric was there, and, and uh, our, our oldest daughter, and she's watching Ellie, our granddaughter. And Mom just happened to walk up, so Mom got in on this. But, but, uh, and I asked permission from Ellie to share this, just by the way. And, uh, and so she may not know what she was getting into, but she gave me permission. And, uh, and so... <laughs> I love it. She's three. She loves me. But anyway... I, 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 she's, she's there, and Erica's telling this story because Ellie's really gotten into this, this whole thing of, of identifying with, uh, doggone, I forgot the name of it again, the Paw Pals. Is that what it is? Or, or whatever it is, Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol and some of the other, do, you know, the little dog cartoons and stuff, and there's, there's quite a few on there. And, uh, and so she, she crawls around on the floor, you know, and acts like a dog. She sticks her tongue out and pants and, and wants she to be petted on her head. She acts like a puppy. Well, Erica said she was acting like a puppy, and she goes over to the water, dog's water dish and starts drinking. <laughs> and Erica's telling us the story, and Ellie's standing there, and Ellie said, it was disgusting. <laughs> then she says, like a typical girl. She says, and my hair got wet. <laughs> thought, she's three. She's already worried about her hair. She's drinking out of a dog dish. <laughs> Come on. How many of you have been identifying with the wrong things and you've been drinking out of a dog dish? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> just, just keep looking up here. Just smile. Nobody will know. <laughs> See, see, the, our enemy, Satan, basically what he's using, what he's after, is he's, he's, he's working towards a, an entrance using the world and the flesh. And so he's, so he's orchestrating that. And we're going to talk some more about that in next week on how to reclaim our identity. But this week, we want to really look at what do we got to deal with in this area of our soul? What do we have to do to make sure that we're able to have the capacity to fully be inhabited by his presence and begin to live this spirit-filled life that he's called us to. 
Well, I believe the first thing you've got to deal with is we have to deal with any sin, transgression, and iniquity. Any sin, transgression, or iniquity. And all three of these are different. And it's amazing how many people today, they get all confused in this, and it's not sound doctrine. There's, there's, there's a lot of people that are teaching. It, it's almost, in my opinion, it's like they're teaching that the God of the Old Testament is not the same God of the New Testament. It's like you had one God over here, and you got another God over here. But they're not even the same. Let me tell you. Jesus said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. God's Word is the same. He said, he said my Word... It, it's, it's forever. His word is true. Now, through the cross, there are certain things that changed. And through the cross, there were certain things that were done away with. But if it comes through the cross, just because it's not addressed in the new covenant doesn't mean that it doesn't have value and is not mentioned and is not said or spoken over here that is done away with. And the reality is, he is the same God with the same character, the same God. So you need to understand, he's the same God. And if you try to somehow tear that apart, and because I'm telling you, I, got, I have had people sit there and say, well, I don't read Proverbs and I don't do all that because, you know, that's the old, old covenant. Excuse me? That's why your life is so jacked up. It would do you good to go over and spend some time over there reading. So we got to have a good, solid foundation theologically to even be able to walk in this. Because if you say that you're faking it till you make it, you're going to keep faking it and you're never going to make it. Because there are laws, spiritual laws, that are at work that we better tap into and really learn or we're never going to completely move into the fullness that he has for us. Look at Exodus here. Exodus 34, this brings it to light really clear. Exodus 34, 6 and 7, it says, And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering... Wait a minute, is this New Testament or is this Old Testament? This is old, right? How many go, man, this is good stuff? He's the same God. Look at this. He's speaking to Moses here. He's declaring this. The Lord, the, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering, and abounding in goodness and truth. How many are glad for a God like that? Look at this. Abounding in goodness and truth. Keeping mercy for thousands forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin. Come on. He's, all three, there is forgiveness for all of them. But notice what he says here. He says, by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. So what is this? What is, what is distinctly the difference between Sins, transgression, and iniquity. I'm telling you, God's taking me on a journey. I don't have time to go into it all, but there's some, there's some heavy revy that's, that's going on. And here's what he showed me. 
If you just simply go to your vines and you look up those three words, here's what you're going to see. The word sin, just like in the New Testament, in the Greek, that says to miss the mark, it is, it is an offense. You blew it. I blew it. Come on, we've all blown it. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We've all messed up. Right? Yeah. We've all messed up. Matter of fact, that word goes into the point of, of, of that you've committed offense even to the point to where it's habitual. You just keep doing it and it's like, oh, Jesus, why do I end up here? Why do I do this? Why do I put myself in this situation? Why am I over here again? Why am I blowing it? And it's sin, but it's forgivable, right? And it doesn't pass down. The next one is transgression, which means that now you have become obstinate. You're in rebellion. You're going to tell God, you know what? I'm just going to go do my thing. I'm living my life the way I want to live it. You just take a hike. You may not say that, but you may be living that way. And it is, I'm in charge. And that transgression, again, is forgivable and does not pass down. Come on. I mean, you glad? Oh, I'm glad. Because Walt Landers has definitely had transgression. Or I thumb my nose at the living and the true God. And I did my own thing. But thank God that he is the God who is merciful, gracious, long-suffering, abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy. But the last one, folks, is pure evil. And you need to understand, there are those that live as perpetrators to do evil. It's in them. That, come on. There, there's Osama bin Laden's out there. They're sex traffickers. There are those that are perpetrators, that are, that are child abusers, that, that, that are rapists, that are murderers, that have full intent. This is what I'm going to do, and they absolutely have complete intent to do evil to others. How many of you read that? There was a news flash that came down. I hadn't been watching the news or anything. You'll hear some more about that in a little bit. But, but um, uh, it was just a news flash, and I just caught it. And, and there was a 16-year-old girl that, that out in Sacramento that... Um, a uh, postal worker heard her crying and saw her behind the tree and went to her and, and rescued her. Three months, she had been held captive by sex traffickers, and they had been shooting her up with drugs and then abusing her. And, and, and she said every night she was crying and praying to God, praying that she would be able to get out of that. And God made a miraculous way for she was able to escape. See, here's the thing. If we don't believe that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, if we don't believe the God of the Old Testament, then how do we even have a nation of laws? Because even this country in its foundation is a nation of laws that come from the Word of God. Why would we have law enforcement? Why would we have military why would we have a, a nation that is a nation of laws? 
Folks, it's foolish to somehow think that you're just going to throw all of that out and disconnect from that. How, how hideous it is to even the thought that somehow God is not the God of justice and that would deal with those who are perpetrators in that manner. No, he, he's, the, he's big enough and he's going to take care of it. And it may look like some of them getting by with it, but I'm telling you, there is coming a day of judgment. And it will be dealt with. And so if you've ever been victimized in any way, that's why the Bible says you give place to wrath. You give it to me because I will repay. That's New Testament, by the way. (laughs) Over in Romans. If you're only a New Testament Christian. (laughs) Yeah, you might want to read some more in there. Yeah, that's why Simon the sorcerer, when Peter identified that it was iniquity within him, he was dealt with so much harsher, so much different. It scared the bejeebers out of him. He looked at Peter and said, pray for me that none of those things you said are going to come up on me. It scared the devil out of him. Folks, God is a God who is holy. Clearly, 600 and something times in the Bible does it refer to holy. And he says, be holy as I am holy. That's that's what our desire should be. So we've got to deal with these areas and these issues. And if there is sin within us that is, or transgression, and God forbid that there is iniquity. And that's why you're going to hear more and more out of me of this radical call for absolute repentance to turn to God, turn away from sin, and to have, have a radical lifestyle to live for Jesus. How else are we going to take our world unless this stuff is real in us? Doesn't mean we're perfect, but we're on a journey, and our, and our focus is fixed, and our heart is set to live for him. Whew. The second one is that we have to deal with our in, own inferior thoughts and fears. These thoughts and fears, see, this, this, this is the work of the enemy. Because if the enemy can make us think less of ourselves, then he gets us caught in things that, I mean, it's, it's amazing what, what we'll end up doing because we simply, we don't see ourselves the way God sees us. Man, I remember 19, oh Lord, like 1994, I was in India, and we were there doing a uh, pastor's conference and then moved into crusades at night and masses of people that, that were coming, and we were preaching the gospel. But during the pastor's conference, we were ministering, and the Lord began to use me in, in prophetic ministry, stronger than what I'd ever been used to. And I just began to call people out, boom, 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 and just, just give them words. And there was a young lady, the Lord literally gave me a mental picture where I saw this lady on the back of this motorcycle with this absolute crazy-looking, wild-eyed biker guy. I mean, nasty. I'm talking real biker, not a lawyer that owns a Harley. (laughs) I'm talking a real-deal biker. And, and I mean, and, and I just saw her as beautiful and just gorgeous.
gorgeous. And she really was a very pretty young lady. And the Lord spoke to me and said she's kidnapped royalty. And she has no idea of her destiny, of all that I have called her to, and the beauty that she has that I want to work and do in her life. And because she doesn't see herself in the image that I've created her, she's willing to give herself to things. What I didn't realize, I mean, I gave her that word. (laughs) And said, God's calling you out. And God wants your identity to be in him. He's got great things for you. What I did not know is she was a pastor's daughter that had began to work at a hospital, local hospital, and a doctor took advantage, very naive young lady, took advantage of her and began to court her and began to get her to do very dark, sinful things. And she was trying to make her way back to God. When we don't see ourselves the way God sees us, we'll give ourselves to things that God never intended. Listen to Jeremiah 29, 11. We got to turn this thing around and we got to begin to declare what God says about us. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Look at that, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Isn't that good? Things can shift and change if we begin to identify with Christ who is in us. He's incarnate. When you accepted Jesus, the Bible teaches that we were born again, born of the very nature of God. He's come to make his abode where he lives on the inside of us by his spirit. And from that place, we begin to live life and do life. And enter into the abundant life. Love, joy, peace, righteousness in the Holy Spirit. Man, God has so much for us. Please hear my heart today. Third one. Third thing is we have to deal with negative influences. All negative influences. This this can be anything that is somehow influencing our lives and causing us to not pursue Christ. And I, I promise you, there, there, is, there is influences of the world. There's, there is uh, mental images and things that the enemy wants to try and bring to where you see things and you, you all of a sudden you're identifying. You're, 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 again, it's by influence, worldly influence, worldly relationships. A lot of those, you, you let certain people in your life. Listen, if, you, if, if, if some of you are struggling in that area, I haven't, I haven't read the, the, the book all the way through, but Henry, Dr. Henry Cloud has a book called Safe People. And, and I know some who have read it, and, and they recommend it, and so I, I haven't fully finished it yet, but I'm recommending it, Safe People. There are people in our lives that we will, we will simply reach out to, because we're trying to reach them for Christ, but you are, they, they, you protect yourself. There are people that have certain struggles and certain behaviors and certain sins of their past and things that you better, you better be aware of, you better know, and you better watch how they operate and live in your life. 
And there are flat-out evil people that have evil intentions to take advantage of you, that will pursue you. And I, I was at this, at this spiritual journey. There was a lady that talked about how another woman befriended her simply with the intention to get close to her husband to seduce him. There are people with evil intentions, and you need to be aware of that. That's unfortunate, but that's the fallen world in which we live, folks. And when you find those kind of influences, you need to cut them off. You can still reach them and reach out to them and love them and point them to Jesus, but you better be careful how you allow them to operate and live in your life. That's why the Bible even talks about, as believers, us not marrying unbelievers, not fellowshipping, having anything to do with those who are in the works of darkness, that we're careful of those things. Now, can we be out and eat with sinners? And Jesus did. He was around people. But I promise you, he had a certain place for those folks. And even in John 6, this is a strange passage where he's talking about Peter. Who do you say that I am? And Peter is saying, you're the Christ. And, and it's a different passage in that uh, from, from the other one in, in, in uh, Matthew's gospel or Luke's gospel. But, but in that, in John's gospel, the way he says it, he says, and have I not chosen 12 of you and one of you is a devil? And Judas was probably standing there going, Me? Trying to slip like a cockroach back off in the... Even on Jesus' team, there was a guy that, that was an absolute betrayer. And look, look at the end of his life. Peter still messed up. Peter found repentance. Judas, it says, found no repentance. What he did, he did. Even though he went and gave the money back, he knew he'd messed up. But he didn't find repentance. There, there's, a, there's something that happens in that. Now, God is a merciful God, and he wants us to be in that relationship. And he's, he's, he's done, man, I tell you what, when you look at the work of the cross and what he was willing to pay and do, folks, that was a serious price. So he's paid it. But see, there's a lot of things that folks will never enter into unless by faith they step into it and receive it. You know, that's what the word believe means. The first definition that if you look it up, it says moral conviction. Do you have moral conviction on, on the word of God and what, what the Bible teaches? So let's, go, let's hit a couple of scriptures here under dealing with negative influences. It says 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18 says, Flee sexual immorality. See, there's this other lie out there of, oh, sin is sin, you know, you, you know, you, whatever you do, you know, you sleep around, you sleep around, you know, sin is sin. No, that, that's not true. You murder somebody, you'll be looking out those little glasses, you know, of the steel box. Not all sins are the same. And in this one, he says, he makes a statement. He said, every sin that a man does is outside of the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Say, what? Oh, yeah. You become soul tied. You want to know why your soul sometimes is messed up? Because you, you have joined yourself to others in an unholy way. And that's what, it, if you read it and you go all the way through this, Paul is, I mean, he's hitting it head on. He says, matter of fact, he said, some of you said, if you, you have joined yourself to a harlot, to a prostitute, 
and you have become one. This one flesh thing is not just for marriage. This is about a sexual act. And some of you can't give yourself to your current spouse and partner because you are soulishly tied to others that you have been in sexual relationship with. And I believe the power of God is here to set you free today. But again, it's just in the same way that you came into salvation is the same way I believe you step in and by faith and say, I received that soulish severing of those things from my life. And I, by faith, I take that God. That's why he said, look at this. Flee sexual immorality. Don't be bucking up going, you know, I think I'm, 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 I've got this under control. You know, I'm, I'm, I can handle this. You know, I can flirt and I can mess around a little and I can. Yeah, right. You better do what the Bible says. Flee. Run, Forrest, run. <laughs> Get the heck out of there. You ain't man enough to resist that. You're man enough to be stupid enough to do it. Flee. Psalms 1. I love this passage. Speaking of cutting off negative influences. Blessed is the man or the woman, the person, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Don't get in that. Don't let those bad influences be there in your life. But his delight, come on, let's make our delight in the law of the Lord. And in his law, meditate day and night. Come on, this is, this is where we delight. We're, we're into it. Because you know what? God's into it. And look what will happen. Again, cause and effect. He shall be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water. Come on, Lord, bless us with some rain. Amen. We need some rain. By the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. That is good stuff. Look at this. Whatever he does shall prosper. There's things you've got to cut off. I'm going to shock some of you. We've got plenty of time. I'm not, I'm not even, my clock's not even down on my preaching yet. We're, we got plenty of time. Now I got another point. They're early. We got plenty of time. You ready? I had a born again, total transformation experience in my bedroom. I didn't know who Jesus was. I didn't know nothing. I've got a Bible. I'm seeking God. I'm bound by all kinds of addictions. My habits had habits. My sins had sins. I mean, I was a mess. You didn't have to convince me. I knew I needed God. I needed help. And I'd got a Bible, and I mean, I was serious at it. Seeking God, and, and over three nights, the Holy Spirit manifested and revealed himself to him. He scared the out of me the first two nights. <laughs> and I'm telling you, scared. And that third night, when I read, Jesus is the way, the truth, and life, and I, I experienced born-again transformation, bam, I was changed the powers of all those addictions, all of that was gone. I didn't even cuss after that. And believe me, my vocabulary wasn't the best before that. A few months later, I finally found my way into a church. 
had uh, moved in with my grandparents. Good Christian people, you know, that, that uh, and my grandmother, my granny, she loved God. And, and, uh, and, and I'm living in their back room. This would have freaked her out if she had known this. <laughs> and it showed up springtime. And I went to my Chester drawers and, and, I, and I opened it up to pull out some shorts and some t-shirts and things for summertime attire. And as I did, this bag with some marijuana. I, I, I named what kind it was in the first service and there was a few that laughed that told me they knew. Yeah. <laughs> they told on themselves. And there it was, this big old hairy bud. <laughs> and the, the aroma rose up of that pine smell and climbed up my sinuses and said, You want me? Just like the devil. In my mind, I'm looking at this and I'm going, No. And those voices are going, Nobody would know. It could just be you and Jesus back here in this back bedroom. Oh, yeah. And in that moment, I had a decision to make. And I looked at that. And with all those voices screaming at me, and that influence, and I looked at that, and I said, and I spoke. I said, you lousy devil, this has done nothing but cause misery in my life, and I will not have it any longer in my life. And I grabbed that, walked in the bathroom, and flushed it. It went to see the city. It's probably growing something out at the city farm, but anyway. <laughs> and here's, the, here's what you need to know, because I think there's some here, you need to hear this. You were, you've been in a battle, you've been struggling, but you will never conquer and defeat that as long as you're trying to tolerate it. As you're trying to mess around with it. You're trying to keep control of it. But when I laid, I mean, the axe to the root of that thing, not one time after that was I ever tempted. No more. Folks, that's what, 35, 30, man, that's a long time ago. 30-something years ago. 36, 37, whatever it is now. Long time ago. And not one time has that come back. God is so good. But you got to defeat it. Cut its influence off. And the last one is we've got to deal with our past. There's some affliction that's happened in our soul. There's some hurts. There's some damage that's been done. There's maybe been abuse. There are some things that have gone on. Some of it, we didn't ask for it. It happened to us, but it still brought damage. And God wants to heal us. God wants to deal with some of those things because, listen, hurt people hurt people. Out of, out of the dysfunction, and, and, it, and it's crazy how that, how that begins to be perpetual, and all of a sudden we despise and we hate even sometimes a parent for what they did and the, and, or they didn't do, and, and, and all of a sudden we start living, we start looking like it. Why is that? Because that's our focus. We've got to release that. We've got to forgive them, release them. Doesn't mean you have to accept what they did. 
but you can forgive them. Why? Because God forgave us. He, he says, man, if he's not willing to hold anything against me and he's willing to forgive me, how much more do we need to forgive? And God can take care of that. Trust him. He's a big God. He's a just God. He'll take care of it. You can let it go. Don't hold on to that. Some of these different hurts and these different things have stopped us in time. That's what it'll do. If you settle in on hurts and wounds and things that have been that have happened to you, it'll 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 have a, a work of stopping you. And you'll live out of that place. And you'll stunt, you'll stop even growth in the Christian life. And you'll wonder why why am I I'm not moving forward? Why am I not experiencing more? Why, what what's going on here? Man. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 and 14 says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press, look at that, I press towards the goal, the prize of the high upper call of God. Look at, look at what he said. He said, I forget those things. And that is much more than just, eh, you know, because here's the thing. If there are true memories and true damage and true things, you have to move through a process to truly receive healing and to let it go. Let it go. And again, look at the focus. Turning, reaching forward. Where you're not, I'm not settling that. I'm not going to camp there. I'm not going to stay there. I'm not going to allow that thing to all of a sudden victimize me to where now I, woe is me, I'm a victim. Look what's happened to me. See everybody, I'm hurt. Look what happened. That's the tendency. And worse than that, then many times out of that hurt place, we start hurting people. God wants to heal us. Even in our memories, I'm telling you, you some of you need to read Dr. Uh, Leaf's books. Switch on your brain. The perfect you. This lady, she's a brain scientist. That book, Perfect You, some of it's so deep, just keep reading it. That's all I can say. Just keep reading it. (laughs) But she's full of the Holy Spirit and she's full of the Word of God and she ties things together, together and she proves and shows how the brain is even separate from your mind. And we're going to talk about next week on reclaiming and how to, how to truly move fuller into this of being able to how we're going to truly live out this Christian faith, this Christian walk in the Spirit. But she teaches that disconnect. And, and, and so I was listening to that and, and um, typical preacher, you know, I'm kind of like, I, I need, I need uh, three visions and a, you know, and a dream, you know, to have confirmation that some of this stuff is even true. That, you know, I mean, do you really go back into your memories and some of this stuff that I felt like that Lord was, was all of a sudden bringing me into some teaching on that? And, and what happens in our past 
that affects us today that we still need to release from that. We still need to bring it not only just under the blood for forgiveness, but we need to bring it under the anointing of the Holy Spirit and get a full release of that thing. And if there's a root of bitterness, if there's something that's there, let it come out. But it's not about just getting stuff out. It's about allowing God to fill us with himself in those voided places. And so I was questioning God. It was one of those, one of those aha moments. You know, I'm, I'm, I've gone and I've gotten in bed and I thought, well, I'll just turn the TV on just see, you know. I mean, you know what's on. And I and, uh, hadn't been watching TV really and, and, uh, and, and I'm flipping through and, and, I, and I'm coming across forensic files. How many of you ever seen forensic files? You know, it's the real deal DNA kind of stuff, you know. And, and, and it's talking about a murder that happened in McKinney, Texas, a realtor that was murdered. And a guy that witnessed seeing the man that probably did it, and it was that quick of an encounter. I mean, he just saw him, glimpse, boom, didn't, didn't have hardly any ability to really see details, descriptions. So he didn't even go to the police. You know, he, he was like, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to help. But it wouldn't leave him. And all of a sudden, two weeks later, he shows up at the police department, says, you know, I, I think I saw this guy, but... I can't, I don't think I can help you. It was a white car, you know, Asian guy. That was it. That was all. And the police said, don't try to do anything in your conscience, conscious mind. You'll mess it up. He said, but if you'll allow us, we're going to call in the Texas Rangers. And the Texas Rangers have been putting people under hypnosis since the late 1800s with over a 70% success rate of being able to go into your memory bank and extract that information and bring it out. And so they had the Texas Ranger there and they're talking, doing an interview with the Texas Ranger and the Texas Ranger said, oh no, said your brain is recording everything. Everything it's seeing. It's recording. And it's, it's, it's storing it. That's why the Bible says Put no evil thing before your eyes. You got to guard your eyes. You got to watch those imagery and those things that the enemy wants to magnify and use. And this Texas Ranger said, We'll be able, while he's under, to go back in. And they literally had an artist rendering. And while this guy is under hypnosis, not feeling that he had any information to offer, they're able to get a, a, a clear description of this guy, knowing that it was a white Mustang. They posted on the evening news and immediately got hits and, and was able to bust the guy. There's something about this, folks, of even in our memories, there's things, some of us are so broken and we're wondering, why in the world are, are, is this continuing to happen? God wants to do a healing. And I sense it strong by His Spirit this morning. Let's stand up. How many of you want to just believe God? There's some things going on, some hurts, some things, maybe some other areas that maybe God has spoken to you. And there's some stuff that you know that God, God's wanting to break off your life right here this morning. Some of you need to activate your faith because this is the way you're going to get it, is believing. Now, do you trust that God's able? I said, do you trust that God's able? Then let's step in. Let's believe Him. Let's have moral conviction. Let's say, God, you are the God that is well able. 
and will. And you step in, and whatever it is that you feel like that God has really pinpointed. Listen, he doesn't take everything up in our lives and show us the whole thing. But right here, I want us to just offer ourselves to him. Close your eyes and just maybe just offer your, raise your hands, just offer yourself up. Holy Spirit, just come. Just bring your life, your anointing. Destroy those yokes. Remove those heavy burdens. Let your life flow in this place right now. Bring healing. Even the healing of those memories. Maybe memories and things that we don't even know of. Trauma that happened to us. Maybe even before we could remember it from a natural sense. Bring healing right now. Restore us to yourself. I want to invite everyone to pray this out loud. I just feel like that all of us need to do this. Right now, I want all of us to make this profession of faith and just renouncing the work of the enemy in our lives. Let's do this together. Let's pray. Just repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the amazing gift. The gift of eternal life that you've freely given through Jesus Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. I believe. So therefore, come Holy Spirit. Fill me. Fill my heart. Fill my spirit up. Take full control of my soul. I offer it to you. Heal me where I need to be healed. Free me from bondages where I need to be free. Even in my memories, I invite you, cleanse them, heal them, restore me. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God, yes. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's program at the Life Church. Our prayer is that you've been blessed by this morning's message and that God would continue to speak into your heart throughout the week. We are so excited about what God is doing right here at the Life Church as we connect people with God's purpose. Again, if you don't already have a church home, we invite you to join us for a visit at 3301 TLC Way. We have two Sunday morning services for you to choose from, 9.15 and 11 a.m. Again, our prayer is that you've been blessed and we hope you have a great week.